Hello everyone out there, this is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is, I'd like to share a story with you, a true story of one of our students of how he was a very successful small business owner and sold everything to become a very successful commercial real estate investor in less than a year. Now the question is, why would a successful small business owner sell everything and then jump into commercial real estate? Well, there are three reasons why. I'm going to share that with you now. Number one is, when you are a small business owner, you have very little time and you have very little freedom. I'm sure the ones that my audience here, small business owners, and also those of you that work a lot of hours at your job as if it's, it was your small business, you know who I'm talking to. You have very little time, very little freedom to do anything else than work. Sure, really. That's the problem. Number two is cash flow. As a small business owner, in most cases, if you're not engrossed into the business on a daily basis and monitoring everything on a daily basis, there's no cash flow. This is counter to commercial real estate where you have a property manager doing most of that work for you. Small business owner, you don't really have a property manager. You're it. That's problem number two. Problem number three is legacy. So when small business owners start a small business, it's their passion. And oftentimes when they're ready to retire and want to leave a legacy to their kids, it's not the kid's passion. So the kids don't want it. What do you do? You have to disband the business or sell the business. So it's really difficult, if not impossible, to leave a legacy to your children or your family if you just have a small business, as opposed to commercial real estate where you can. So that's the problem. Every story, you have two parts. You have the problem that described, then you have the pursuit. The pursuit is commercial real estate. So I'm going to share with you this interview of our student, Chris, where this was his problem, that their pursuit is what he did here. He purchased a 23-unit apartment building, and he purchased a 20-pad mobile home park. And this interview will share with you how he took it down, how he found it, how he financed it, due diligence, extra strategy, whole nine yards, and then to share with you how to put yourself in Chris's shoes if you are a small business person, small business owner, successful or semi-successful, or you work a whole bunch of hours as if it's your business. Hello, everyone. I have a great, great interview today from uh, one of our students, an awesome, sharp, amazing guy. And he's going to share with you how he went from small business owner to commercial real estate investor. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Peter. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, no. Thank you. Thank you. You know, this is high in demand. So when you're on our coaching calls, people are always asking, who is this Chris guy? So now we, today we get to find out who you are, Chris, and, and what you do. And, and you have an amazing story. So Chris, share with us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my name's Chris and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, born and raised. And I'm currently a real estate investor. Previous to that, I was in the franchising space, in the fitness franchising space for about eight years. And within the last year, I got into real estate. Okay, great. Thank you. So, Chris, people want to know how you went from small business owner to commercial real estate investor with two great properties that you purchased. 
So share with us from the beginning, what, what's your why? So what are some of the driving factors of why you came to us and how you jumped into commercial? So what are some of your whys? You know, a big thing for me is I wanted to find an avenue that I could really feel secure in and to really learn and grow and be able to secure my life financially. And commercial real estate seemed to be one of the best opportunities to do so as I did research and learned and read and watched. And so that's what made me interested in the first place. So when you operated your franchises, they were three fitness studios, basically, right? It was two fitness studios. Okay, two fitness studios. And those were going okay. But so why did you stop all that and jump into commercial real estate? What were some of the driving factors there? Sure. So, well, I've been doing it for eight years and they were both going really well. After the pandemic, there was a shift. So things did become challenging as we went through that process, but we did maintain and got back on our feet and everything was moving well. I would just say after that time, after an eight-year time period, I'd learned a lot, experienced a lot, enjoyed a lot, and but I felt it was time for something new. I was looking for a new opportunity. I was looking to use my time differently. With owning both studios, I was very present, very active, whether it be in a management role, just day-to-day. I also did a lot of training and coaching. And so it took up 100% of my time. And I was looking to get into something where I could leverage some of the proceeds from running the business and leverage some of the skills I learned over the last several years into something else, something that I could scale. And so that's why I was looking into commercial. So you basically sold your two fitness studios and used the proceeds to purchase two commercial properties, right? I did. I went I went right into it. You know, as um as the opportunity to sale came up and we were having those discussions, that's when I started reaching out to your team and getting involved and learning so that I'd be ready the moment I could. Once the proceeds came in, I said, I want to make sure that this goes to something good and, and keeps me moving forward ASAP. Um, and that's what I did. And you did it well, Chris, to the point where, if you recall, you and I were having a, a phone conversation after your closing, and you said the words that never comes out of a business owner's mouth, right? And you yeah. said, Peter, what do I do with my time now? I have, I have too much time on my hands. What should I be doing? And, sure. and uh, so that's incredible. So that never comes out of any small business owner's mouth, but you closing your commercial properties afforded you time now. Is that right? It did a lot. Great. And what are you doing with that time? With that time now, I am, um, well, I moved. I didn't live in Nashville at the time when I had the small businesses. So I've moved back home. So I'm having a lot more time with family and friends and being able to just get involved with things there um, and different projects and just seeing my family and friends. And But then also with the commercial real estate, I have time to actively look for other properties and actively seek other opportunities and continue to learn. So it's opened up a lot of time for that. Yeah, time is tough thing to get back and you were able to get that back. So, all right, so let's jump into the fun stuff. Let's jump into the deal. So Chris, you were able to purchase two commercial properties, a 23-unit apartment building and a 20-pad mobile home park. And let's start off with the mobile home park investment. So please share a little bit about that. That was the first one that I started working on. The mobile home park, purchased it for a million eighty. And that one I found through the marketing efforts that I learned from from you and the team. Okay, great. So a little bit more about the property. You had a very interesting uh, seller. In our company, we like to create win-wins for the seller and the buyer. And we really try to have you nurture the relationship with the sellers because that's where we get the best deals. So share a little more about that, Chris. 
Sure. So the sellers, they were in their 70s. They're professional investors that have been doing this for 30, 40, 40 plus years, actually. Um, husband and wife, and they have a big family. And in this, in this part of Tennessee where the mobile home park was, they own a lot of commercial real estate and residential. So once I was uh, able to get in front of them, we hit it off rather quickly. Uh, we just took a liking to each other. They knew that I was early in the process and early in the learning, and they were willing to share information and be transparent and be, be helpful. So I felt very fortunate in that with meeting with them. And I will say, you know, I went to visit the property early on, and that seemed to make a big difference to them. And they said they get calls all the time of people interested. And they said, but for whatever reason, once meeting me or, or just knowing that I took the time to come and comment on the property in a, in a positive light and take that time, it meant something to them. I remember them telling me that upon our first meeting. That's great. Oftentimes, people think the person with the most money gets the best deals. And for you, that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's uh, nurturing and honoring the relationship with the sellers. Let's dig more into the property. So the purchase price was a million eighty. So talk to us about the due diligence you did, some of the upside, and basically why you like this investment. So some of the upside to this investment, it was well-maintained and it was well-run, but the rents were below market uh, significantly. So there are a lot of homes within it that were between $150 to $250 below market. Even though they, they own a lot of property, they still ran it in a very mom and pop way and they hadn't raised rents. And they had, they had told me that as well. So there was opportunity there. We had some opportunity with utilities, being able to build back utilities. But what I really liked about the property was they're good looking homes. They were well taken care of. And the way the uh, mobile home park set, it set back between a lot of other apartments and condos and single family homes. It was a very unique pocket that you wouldn't typically picture a mobile home park. To get to it, you pass through eight different apartment complexes. It's a quarter mile from um, the university. It's just in a very good part of town. It's a very unique area. And, and, and so I just felt very safe and was attractive to me. Okay. Let's talk about financing. So what the financing look like? We didn't do anything creative. I went with a commercial loan and the lender that I worked with was someone that they've worked with, the sellers. They recommended I, I meet and talk with, um, that they had a relationship with. And, and so I worked with that lender. And prior to that, you've had no commercial estate experience, right? I did so, not. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had to present yourself to the lender in a good light so sure. that they would see you as a good risk. So again, it comes down to relationships. So the seller had a great relationship with the lender and, and referred the lender to you who decided to lend you um, 75% of the purchase price. Is that right? 70. Oh, 70. Okay. 70%. Yeah, and you got a great, great interest rate. Great right? interest rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, tell us about the, the upside in the park. We can raise the rents by how much, and rubs by how much? So there were the rubs. We've taken those up by about thirty dollars. Okay, for everyone in the audience, explain what rubs is. So rubs is a utility bill back or a reimbursement for utilities where yeah. previous owner was carrying a lot of that expense. So what it does is enables you to lower the expense. Okay, so please continue. So you have the rubs implementation and the rents could go up as well, right? Yes. By so how much? I would say between $150 to $300. Wow. <laughs> and, and it wasn't on everyone. We have two bedrooms, we have three bedrooms. And so they're really, we're all over the place. Low as $600. And, and for two bedrooms, we brought them up to around $900 plus the utilities. Wow. Um, but then there are other ones in between there that were 
750 or 800. So it was really a it was really a mix. And so we just tried to handle that accordingly. Okay. And that's 20 homes. And out of that 20, how many of them have you have you raised the rents and implemented rubs on? I would say at this point, about 16. So Chris, you were able to in, in 11 months get 16 of the homes in a higher rent. And how much of a boost in income have you produced with the rent increases and implementing rubs? I'd say about $200 a unit. Okay. So if we do $200 um, a unit times when it's 16 homes, that's $3,200 a month, right? Times 12, that's $38,400 per year that you'd be able to increase the NOI by. And what's the market cap rate? About 7%? About 7.5%. Okay. If I divide that number by seven and a half, that's about $500,000 in appreciation you've produced on this park. Just on this one park, your entire down payment for the two investments, your mobile home park and apartment building was about, about $600,000. So just right. this one park in just 11 months, you've pretty much equity-wise recouped your down payment. Right. Yep. So that's a that, so phenomenal job there, Chris. All right, let's move on. What's your, uh, your exit strategy for this park? Exit strategy going into it, buy and hold and to cash out refinance. Awesome. Okay, great. So that's the mobile home park. Let's jump into the 23 unit uh, apartment building. Okay, so this one is a uh, 23 unit apartment building. It's a mix of different sizes. So we have two bedrooms, we have one bedrooms, and we have some studios. And uh, purchase price and how you financed it? This one was purchased for $875,000, and I did traditional financing on this one. I had some better lending terms this time around. We had 20% down and interest only for the first year and a strong and a strong interest rate. That's awesome. And also in this park, you're able to raise the rents as well. Right. So in these 10 months you've had this park, uh, what, what do you think the rent increases are? I would say similar to the other, around 200, maybe even a little bit more. This one had a lot of exposure with utilities. The previous owner carried majority of the utilities. And you switched that over to the tennis ping utilities. I did. We only have one, 11 months in, we only have one more renewal to do. That's awesome. So would you say that $200 per apartment is about your upside you've accomplished in the last 10 months? Yes, I would. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so again, we take the $200... And uh, we multiply by 23 units, that's $4,600 a month times 12. That's $55,200. What's the market cap rate, Chris, about? It's about the same, about seven and a half. Okay. So I divide that by seven and a half percent market cap rate. It comes out to be $736,000. You have a forced appreciation by in 10 months. So phenomenal job there. And again, you've outlaid $600,000 when you sold your franchises and you've created $1.3 million in, in forced appreciation in 11 months. <laughs> it sounds, sounds, uh, sounds wild, to, wild to hear, but um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so awesome job, Chris. Awesome job. And we, we talked about again, you know, you come into me and say, Peter, uh, after this, you know, what do I do with my time? So let's kind of talk about that now. So w- what's your plan, Chris? What's the future look like for you? Sure. So my plan, you know, short-term plan for the next for the next year going into 2023, my goal is to double the amount of doors. So I'm currently at 43. I'll make that 50. I'd like to get to 100 total within the year. Oh, yeah. so that's that's one goal. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, as I learn more, I, I need some more time, some more experience with the with the apartment complexes. And I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the apartments. So I want to do a little more there. But then in time, I'd like to look at storage and office space and learn more about those. But I really want to stick my energy right now. Um, into the apartment buildings. Okay. So Chris, last year, 11 months ago, you were a small business owner. You sold your fitness centers and you traded up into commercial and you've done it successfully. And we were happy to help you get to this to this stage now. So you've learned quite a bit over the time. And one of the great things I like about you in this mentoring coaching process is your level of uh, messages to me in detail. I can ask a single question and I get back two pages as an answer. And I, it, yeah, and it, it's awesome. That's the way. That's the way you process things, and it's great, right? Yeah. So we get a lot of information, and uh, it helps us help you. So, with that said, what are one or two tips or tidbits you can give to the small business owner to do what you did, right? To maybe they want to work less or build a legacy for your family, or not having to. So they want to create cash flow without having to work in an office or in a business so much. What are one or two things you can share with them as tips? to do what you've done? Sure. I would say first, seek a mentor, seek coaching from someone that you that you trust. That's been invaluable to me to have someone that can educate me and instruct me, guide me, you know, and help give me confidence and keep me making positive steps daily. That's been huge for me. Just that, um, that coaching and mentorship that I've gotten from you and the team. C- couldn't recommend it any anymore, honestly. And the second thing that I would say is to start now. So while you're in the business, I, I wish that I had done it a year before or a couple of years before. I'm still thankful, but I wish I had started while I was still bringing in income, while I was still in a certain mode. I wish I had set aside some time to start the real estate journey during that time. I think that would have been helpful in a lot of ways. And then the the third thing that I would say is just when entering this new environment or new goal, just enter it with with excitement and with passion and not fear and skepticism. Be excited about it, just like you were with whatever business you're currently in or have been in before. Know that there's opportunity on the other side, but that there's a lot of help that you need, that we need, and seek it and get it, appreciate it, and and use it. There are people that are that are here to help. Take advantage of it. Don't go it alone. I, I, I would not. I could not. Not I would not. I could not. I, I don't know where I'd be. Mm-hmm. I just would have not started. Yeah. <laughs> Great. We really appreciate those tips, Chris. Those are from a person who's at 11 months ago, a beginning commercial estate investor. And in just short 11 months now, you are a successful commercial estate investor with nothing but sky's the limit for you, Chris. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Peter. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, Chris. Hey, thank you for this interview. We'll, we'll be talking soon. Okay. Yes, please. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you for hanging out with me. All right, what I want to do is summarize a little bit about the deal and Chris so that I can help you put yourself in Chris's shoes if you are a small business owner or if you are small business owner-like, meaning you have a nine-to-five job where you're working, you're behind off, and it's just like having a business, but you're not getting all the benefits. So let's do a brief overview. Number one, a little bit about Chris. Again, 34 years old, amazing guy. Chris told me at the beginning of the process, he says, Peter, I'm not a type A. And in this business, you don't have to be a type A. You can be type A, B, or C. It doesn't matter. You just need to follow the system, okay, that Chris followed. And then number two, Chris had two franchises that he sold. He compiled them over over seven years, and his problem was time. 
no time freedom for himself to do anything that was working on or in the business, and he couldn't scale. So that was his problem, right? And then, uh, again, a story has two parts. It has a problem and a pursuit. This was the problem. Here's the pursuit, commercial real estate. A little bit about Chris's deals, 23-unit apartment building. He bought for $875. If you recall, we, we got the rents up. We charged back utilities. It is now worth $1.6 million. And all of this, mind you, in less than a year. What I remember about Chris is he's precise, he's analytical, his follow-up is incredible, he's a person of integrity, and and also his ability to nurture the relationships with the sellers is really good. He bought a, uh, also a 20 uh, pad mobile home park for million eighty. We did the same thing. So you got the rent sub and now it's worth $1.58 million. You combine the two, Chris's portfolio now sitting at $3.18 million. He owes $1.45. So Chris has generated a net worth of $1.72 million in less than a year. So he made $500,000 by selling his two uh, franchises, and he's tripled that with commercial real estate. Now, this is amazing, right? And the cash flow, that's amazing for Chris. But you want to know something that's more amazing? It's what Chris told me. After he closed on it and he's working on his two projects here, he said this to me, and this is something no small business owner would ever say. Only commercial estate owners would say this. He said, Peter, what do I do with my time now? Okay, you came in a program with no time, now you have time. He goes, yes, uh, what do, what's the best way to use my free time now? So to me, that's bigger than this net worth here because now he has time to spend with his family, his friends, and work on other parts of his life. That's the benefit of commercial estate owner. If you are a small business owner and you're looking to do something else, like Chris, give yourself options. Think about commercial real estate. I'm going to finish off with the three tips that Chris gave that I think are so spot on. Number one, Chris said that to get help. He said, don't go it alone. So get someone else on your team to help you do this. Number two is start now. And uh, he said, don't wait. So don't procrastinate. Uh, you know the saying, uh, the best time to buy real estate was 10 years ago. The second best time is today. And number three, he said, enter real estate with excitement and without skepticism as best you can. Basically said, don't dabble, be all in. And also he alluded to having the right mindset. And I really believe that. All right. Thanks everyone for hanging out with me today. I hope you learned something today. And for you small business owners and people that are working all of these crazy hours at your job, I hope this encouraged you. All right, thank you everyone. If you want more, visit our website, commercialpropertyadvisors.com.